pretty funny. Every time I try to record something that is like super action oriented, like just fucking do it or perfection. <laughs> There's all sorts of crazy shit happening in the background. If you could see me now, <laughs> you would see me huddled in a corner with a bunch of pillows stacked up and a blanket over my head and over my computer because I'm currently moving my parents out of their house and my dad came home from work early and he is loud as fuck and stomping around and slamming doors. And if you've ever lived with me, you know exactly what it sounds like. So here we are talking about perfection. And sorry, not sorry, if you're a massive Kardashian fan, I mean, I'm going to be surprised if you are into listening to this, but I find perfect really boring, kind of like the Kardashians. And this like desire for everything to look very same samey and very neutral toned and perfect is just not really for me. The other thing in full confession, y'all, and I mean, shit, if you've been listening or paying attention to anything I do, you will know perfection is not my problem. It's actually anti-perfect, <laughs> anti-Kardashian. That's, that's my problem. I am a done is better than perfect girl, 100%. But here's the thing, that's still inspired by fear of perfection, right? Like I'm afraid of never being perfect. There's still a part of me that is striving for that absolutely impossible threshold. So I subtly, secretly undermine myself by putting shit out that's like not all the way there, right? I tell myself I'm going to go back, I'm going to fix it, I'm going to prove upon it, and I do. And we've all got to start somewhere. So this is me being gracious, being compassionate. And I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of people on their perfection. Because I'll tell you, most artists, most creatives, most trailblazers have pretty impossible standards. And the expectations they have for themselves don't really match the expectations they have for anybody else. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you probably find yourself a little bit disappointed by others and their performance, but that's probably a different podcast. What I will say is we're all kind of striving for this idea and whatever that looks like, it's perfect. You're ideal, right? And sure, it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but here's the thing. It's very few of us who knock it out of the park on the first hit, right? We've got to try again and again and here's the other thing, even if you are one of those people, six months later, you're probably going to think, could it done better? Or it might not even really represent where you're at in six months or six days or six hours. I mean, I feel like some of us are getting real sick of what we're doing within minutes of putting it out there. And all of that is okay. The point of this episode is that perfection is an impossible standard. Understanding your ideal is just that, an ideal. I like to kind of look for what the acceptable minimum is because we're likely going to fall somewhere in between. An artist that I worked with a while ago who continues to call me had an exhibition coming up and asked for my opinion on one of his pieces. And I thought it was fucking fantastic. Very, very controversial. Don't get me wrong. Like incredibly polarizing. People were either going to love it or hate it. It was probably going to be love it or just didn't get it. And then a couple hours later, he messaged me with like a whole new version of this piece. And I asked him, why are you still working on this? And he thought, well, you know, it's, um, I don't know if it's quite there yet. 
Same thing. Same subtle secret ego mind, monkey mind distractions telling you it's not there yet. It's not perfect. It hasn't hit your ideal. Someone might not like it. And what I challenged him with was what if your first piece, your first idea was the idea? What if you don't have to keep working on it? What if your finished product doesn't need thousands of hours and thousands of critics offering you feedback? What if you can learn to trust yourself to deliver when you're ready, knowing it's probably not perfect? It's definitely not ideal, but it's ready to go out there. One of the things I think we often forget to do is give ourselves the advice that we would give our friends. Like if I called you up and I was like, hey, I don't know if this podcast episode is ready. I've re-recorded it a whole bunch of times. I, it just, I just, I think it needs like a little bit more work and a little less likes and fewer ums. What would you say to me? You'd probably say, you know what? It's good. Your stuff's a little raw, but that's what I love about it. Get it out there, girl. Record another one. <laughs> if only we could offer ourselves the advice that we so generously and compassionately offer others. Because it's in the contrast. It's in putting something out there and getting the feedback that we learn what we can do better. It's in the chaos, the unpredictability of it all. You don't know if people are going to like it. Even if you've gotten thousands of pieces of feedback and reviews and testimonials and You've got a ton of people loving what you do and disliking what you do. Maybe you're going through all of the, the nasty comments on social or on a, on a post or on a product review. That is what makes you better. That is actually how you get closer to the ideal. And one of the things I talk a lot about with the design theory is we're constantly iterating and improving the idea is that it's never really supposed to be done. You're never going to be finished. I talk about this with the to-do list. Like you're never going to get to the end of it. That's not the point. The point is that you're continually striving for bigger, better, faster, more, right? It's all about putting it out there so that you can get the clarity and the contrast and the chaos give you that. It's through experience that we gain wisdom by doing the damn thing and learning as you do it. Experience isn't that special. Working isn't that special. It's when you combine the two, that's how you find your unique flavor, your unique spin on things, your definition of perfect. You are inspired. You're listening to this. You're doing your work. You're putting yourself out there. You're building for a reason you probably can't not anymore. It's something that keeps you up at night. You talk about it all the time. You're constantly researching it in your free time. So get out there, put it out there. A friend of mine has been working on a blog for over a year now. At first he said he wanted to have a certain number of posts. He hit that. Then he said, well, he wanted to get a certain, you know, he was working on rebranding and the images weren't quite right. And then he wanted a new name. And then, then he thought a different platform. It's not a good enough platform. All of those are those subtle secret monkey mind messages, keeping you from putting yourself out there. In the meantime, no one's reading his blog. No one's getting his help. No one's getting his unique spin on mental health and how to improve your life and your well-being. 
he's spinning his wheels, striving for something that's impossible for for this idea of perfection. And the thing is, his idea keeps changing. Another artist and writer that I work with, she started with a blog, a Google blog. That was it. And she just started posting her musings on all sorts of things that she was interested in. She was writing under a pen name. And it was just a link on the internet. You know, the, the chances of somebody stumbling upon it were slim to none. But after she got comfortable doing that and blogging and realized her own cadence, how quickly she could write, how often she could post, how long the editing would take, you know, just sort of the frequency of what she could expect from herself that felt good and felt supportive. She had a full-time day job, right? She was also running a nonprofit. She had a lot on her plate, but writing was her jam. So she started basically invisible. And then once she got comfortable with her own process, she built a website. She just linked the blog to the website. She deleted some of the posts that were early days and then started blogging, started calling herself a blogger. Then she realized through her art, she'd started experimenting with video art that she really enjoyed making videos. So on YouTube, she repeated her previous process. She started a vlog and it was under a pen name, not even the same name as her writing. And she just started posting videos and having fun with it really and got to the point where she wanted to vlog about her blog so her writing would become really really in-depth really detail-oriented very research-based and focused because she liked doing that intensive level of learning before she would do her writing but she realized like no one wants to sit through 30 or 40 minutes of her intricate research on certain topics so her vlogs then became the light conversational piece. And they really complemented her blog. So she could post her blog at the top of her blog and, you know, her website started getting more traffic because she was linking. And slowly but surely she started building an audience without even trying. Her videos went from five views, her blogs went from, you know, five to 15 to 10 to 30 to 50 to 100. Now she's got over 500 subscribers on YouTube and she hasn't even tried. She's also not using her real name because she's got some controversial topics that she likes talking about. She didn't really feel safe putting herself out there, especially with her day job. So there's all sorts of ways that you can start to step out your own confidence and what you're putting out there so that you're growing and you're learning and you're experiencing and you're working without risking it all or whatever it is that you're afraid of. So that, that is what I want you to think about. Why not put it out? Like write all the reasons down every little excuse. And when you go to publish or you go to post, or you find yourself reviewing or editing or trying it again, or doing another focus group or (laughs) getting more feedback, like what's the reason, write all of the reasons down because they are valid, but they are holding you back. Maybe you're afraid of the capacity you have once you put this out there. Sometimes people are actually more afraid of the success they think their growth will yield than the failure. That's also totally valid, but holding you back. Maybe you just don't want it enough. I can't tell you how many people I talk to with all sorts of amazing ideas and business ideas And they just love talking about it. And that's so fine. I love that. Please keep talking. Please keep dreaming. If that's what 
lights you up, go for it. Definitely. This might be, this, this might be controversial, but definitely don't start your business. If you don't have a real drive and a real desire to keep going, if you don't want it enough to put the thing out there, like own that. That's totally fine. Leave this as your creative project. Leave this as your passion project. I can't tell you how many artists who wanted me to manage them, who I would have to sit down and say, look, like once you turn this into a business, the, the rules change. It's a different game than writing songs because you love it or performing because you love it. There's a lot of moving parts that go into building a business and it does take a real drive and want. You've got to love it. You're not going to love it all. Don't get me wrong. But if you are struggling, can you all hear that bird? There's this fucking bird outside. It's just yapping away. Sorry. <laughs> See, that's, this is going out regardless. It's definitely not going to be perfect. Sometimes we are escaping from our fears. We feel unavailable for our potential because we are aiming for perfect. So when you start to capture all of the distractions, all of the fears, and you write it down, you'll get to see exactly what it is that you're afraid of. And then you can figure out creative ways of circumnavigating those conflicts. I'm rolling my eyes as I'm about to say this because Facebook is like whatever, but Facebook groups are pretty fucking awesome for testing shit. And don't just get into like a random group and post like your latest, whatever it is you're trying to get feedback on. You kind of got to find some places and like participate a little bit. I mean, and give other people feedback first, but practice with strangers. That's the benefit of creating a YouTube channel. And you don't even have to do it on Facebook groups. There are entire Slack channels, Slack Servers, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm spacing out on that word right now. But there are whole whole communities on Slack that this is exactly what they're for. They're entrepreneurs, they're small business owners, they're creatives, they're graphic designers, they're web designers, they're coders, they're whatever tickles your pickle. They're landscape architects, and they're posting their ideas for feedback, posting book covers and blog titles and and whatever it is, because we all need feedback to improve and we all need to grow our confidence in what we're putting out there. So I love groups like that on Slack, on Discord, Facebook, actually super helpful. Just make sure you're finding groups with peers who are going to offer you feedback that's useful. Like if you're finding a bunch of other sad, insecure I say other, like that's who you are. That's not who you are. I'm just thinking of some of the support groups that are out there on Facebook, where it's basically a bunch of people who don't want to heal. So they just keep like echoing in their echo chamber about how much everything sucks. Those, I mean, it probably goes without saying, but find groups of people who are really growing, who are really wanting to improve or at a level that you're aiming for. That's going to be ideal. So in that, you are going to start getting feedback. And as you start putting yourself out there in whatever capacity it is to overcome this fear, this, this need for perfection, you're going to get to go face to face with your expectations. And here's the thing. We all want this ideal image for a very egoic reason. If there's no such thing as perfect, why does it matter? What are you afraid of? Is it being shamed and finding yourself alone and miserable? Is it being stuck and finding yourself trapped? There's something much, much, much deeper going on there that's disallowing you from taking one step forward. And until you sit down with that and invite it to the table and say, okay, let's dance. 
that metaphor went a bit wonky. Let's eat. <laughs> let's let's dine. Let's date each other. You're going to make it work if you take one more step, right? You've got to you've got to understand that perfection is another part of insecurity, of fear, of shame, of pain that we picked up somewhere a long, long, long time ago, and it is holding us back. The reason you want to put yourself out there, take one step forward, get into these groups, test it with strangers is to build your confidence, to build your trust muscle. A lot of times in business, people will tell you, especially when you're just getting started to overcharge or put yourself into uncomfortable places. And like, that's all well and good if you have the confidence to do it. I don't think charging more than you're comfortable doing or, you know, reaching out to a gallerist or an agency or a representative or even a mentor that you're punching way above your weight and you feel super insecure about that, it's going to translate into your communications, into your belief, and they're going to pick up on that. How do you build your trust muscle? You start a little bit smaller. When you feel excited, I call it your action gear. When your brain shifts into, oh shit, I can do this. That's a great place to start. And that's why if you feel anything other than like, oh, okay, let's give this a go. <laughs> like Anything below that, scale it back. Full permission, scale it back, especially if you're trying something new, especially if you haven't done it before, or especially if you find yourself being like, a little more insecure than some of the other people you're comparing yourself to. I'm not trying to call you out on that. I just think some people show up like overly confident with a lot of bravado and are willing to kind of try anything. And then some of us don't. And there's nothing wrong with either of those people. It's just a different way of approaching things. And if that's the biggest message of this whole episode and really everything that I talk about, it's figure out how to do you and then create the support and the systems to support you and the way that you do things. There's no point in trying to be something you're not. However, it's useful to know what we suck at, what we avoid and why, like so importantly, why. I've been working with somebody now for a few years who has obscene trust issues due to a very, very traumatic upbringing. She also has a lot, a lot of confidence issues due to some other personal struggles in her experience. So we spend a lot of time working on her comfort levels, on exploring what it is she needs to feel and to experience, what she needs to think, how she wants to show up so that she can create the success that she desires. And it's, it's a very slow practice and it's about finding places where she can show up, where she can test on strangers, where she can do it in places it's not going to affect her work or her professional reputation, because all of those things are very, very important to her. And so again, it's not about what she's doing wrong or right or how fast she can move. It's about putting her on a path to success. So something else, not just in terms that I just wanted to touch on, a lot of times people will reach out to me and be like, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to get a shop front. I'm going to get a restaurant. I'm, you know, and this kind of goes back to like charging $10,000 for a service when you've only been charging 150 bucks. I don't doubt that you are worth $10,000 or you would be an amazing restaurateur or boutique owner. Here's the thing. If that's your first step, and it doesn't 
feel amazing and you haven't done the budget to see where you're going to land, like (laughs) it might be a little bit risky. I really encourage people to step things out, test it out, start with a pop-up, start with an event, start with renting out space in someone else's shop or catering. Build up your buyers, your audience, so that you have customers, clients, buyers when you open your doors. When you sign contracts that are going to be for long periods of time, many years potentially, that are going to have consequences if they're broken, just look at those risks. I totally know you are going to have the most amazing business of your dreams, 1000%. But if it scares the shit out of you so much that you won't even take that first step, if getting it perfect, and and that's another weird angle of perfection, is this has to look exactly the way that I envision it. It has to be this gorgeous, amazing five-star restaurant. When right now I'm working on like a menu and I am managing somebody else's restaurant, or it has to be this huge 3,000 square foot front-facing mall shop when I'm currently running an Etsy boutique. There are steps in between that you can take to mitigate the risk so that you ensure you're successful, you're building your confidence, and most importantly, you learn what works, you learn what your ideal is, how you work best, how that feels. This is where I think feedback, not just in terms of is this what do you guys think of this particular idea or project or product or service, but getting some peer support or straight up just like mentor or coach support, because as you start to grow, as you start to play a bigger game, the messaging gets really, really secret and subtle. Our striving for perfection and for this ideal can morph into trying to juggle all the balls, trying to have this perfect life. I can't tell you how many women I speak to who want to be the most amazing parents, be members of the PTO. They're taking their kids to and from school. They're also building a crazy million dollar business. They want a perfect body. They want perfect holidays. They want curated dinner parties. Like, And they can have elements of all of those things 100%. But is every single thing going to be perfect all of the time? I don't know. I don't ever want to say something's not possible because I believe everything is possible. But when we're beating ourselves up for not creating the ideal vision that we have, we're detracting from our ability to make everything as good as it can be and as satisfying and fulfilling as it can be and be present in each experience, regardless of how ideal or perfect it may be. So this is where having somebody that you work with who really gets to know you, whether it's, again, it can be a peer group, a mastermind, a cohort. There's a couple of people I meet with quarterly who I've been working with for years just so that I can bounce ideas off of them and get feedback on things. And they're able to really hold me accountable. I work with coaches and mentors and very like I've got different coaches or different mentors, depending on what it is that I'm working on, only so that I know when it's good enough or when I actually need to try a little bit harder. My problem is, is done is better than perfect, right? I'm like so afraid of not ever being able to get it ideal that I'll put stuff out there that does need more work. And so having someone who can say that, who I trust, who's at a level that I am aiming for to help me understand like, this is good enough and this actually needs more work and this is fucking amazing, you nailed it. So helpful. So yeah, I mean, I wanted this one to follow the decision making for dummies because perfection can show up in a lot of different ways. 
and understanding how it derails you, where your ego pushes you to the point that you throw your hands up, or you spend so much time and energy on something, it's actually taking you away from other equally important activities. The worst case is, is you're doing amazing and you can't even see it because you've got this crazy idea of what perfect or ideal or good enough should be. You're doing perfect right now. You're exactly where you need to be and you can't fuck it up. It's all good. You're doing the damn thing. You're growing, you're getting the experience and the wisdom and the learning, and it's only going to get better from here. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's all I got to say. I love you. Thank you for listening. You know, at the BZ channel on socials, the anti-business club has probably closed its doors by your listening to this. Did I call it the club? The anti-business school. <laughs> that's my latest offering. I'm sure I'll be opening it up again sometime next year. In the interim, yeah, send me your cues. I'll give you some A's. I... I'm probably shutting down my texting unless you text me right now and tell me how much you love it. 720-704-4865. I suppose I got a lot of moving pieces, but they're all designed to support you and to inspire you. I know small business ownership can be a little bit, a little bit hectic, especially this time of year. So just know you're doing amazing. Okay. Bye. Bye.